Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> it's Jenny Winnie and the Average Dude, the weekly LinkedIn live broadcast, virtual broadcast. Podcast. It's my favorite time of the week, Jenny. Is it? I love this. You I should. absolutely love it. I understand why. Why? You get, you, to be with, you get to be with your cousin. Yeah. Oh, you, you changed your name. All week, anyway. Say again. I said, not like we don't talk all week anyway. Exactly. You get, you get yeah. the uh, obligatory phone call as I drive home from Spartanburg. Yeah. Yeah. Making your way back home to Shelby. That's a tough drive. Yeah. It's not, not what I call fun. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. And I don't know if I told I might have. I don't yeah. know if I shared this last week. But last week, when I got on 85. Yeah. And I saw all that black. I told you that that truck was on fire. It was. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I had to get off. the. I was on the phone with you. I was like, Daniel, I, I got to go. I'm a thing. I'm yeah. Go. Yeah. It always scares me, though, because the roads, let's face it, they're, they're, it's a dangerous situation. It's a death trap. It's a death trap. And that whole that whole I-85 corridor between just geography. Today's about geography. We need to go ahead and start sharing where we are. Yeah. In the south, Charlotte, North Carolina, you've probably heard of big city, North Carolina. And then we're, and then Atlanta, that's Southern. And then we're kind of right in the middle, that 85. And Jenny Winnie, she's right there in that Shelby. I'm right there outside of Charlotte. Actually, I'm pretty close to Charlotte. But let me just say this, that 85, you know what? When they start putting up those um barriers, you know, the little, like they're building extra lanes. And yeah. I'm sorry, two lanes and this concrete wall is not made for me and the tractor trailer. No. You can't squeeze Jenny Winnie and her big old vehicle and that other vehicle in there like that. No. It makes me very yeah, angry. Yeah. I, 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 I gun it. When I get right next to him, I'm like, zzzz. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to die before I die. You got to floor it. Mm -hmm. And. Well, I I say, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of death, Jerry Springer died. Jerry Springer died. Mm -hmm. Wow. Did you ever watch Jerry Springer? I don't know. I'd rather not say. <laughs> Go ahead. You remember, honesty is the best policy, Jenny. We're keeping it. Was, when you I was, watched it, you watched it. When I was but a young, <laughs> young, young lad. No, yeah. when I was younger, I thought, oh, he's like a really, like, I thought he was a serious talk show. You know what I mean? I thought. You did. You thought it was in-depth journalism? I did. <laughs> wow. I was like, it's not. Yeah. Because yeah. like, what was he, mayor? Uh, he, I don't know. I think he was a politician, but now his his thing was always the the, the fisticuffs. You know, he's gonna he's gonna have a very volatile situation. You yep. know, some type of familial dysfunction, if you will. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and 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 then he's gonna he's gonna kind of fan the flames of that emotion and dysfunction and then we're going to have a nice little you know then then what was the guy that would come out and break up the fights right i, I, I mean he you know he just walks out like he's just behind yeah, him. Like, it, when he's when he's got like armed officers behind him he can walk out there like a hey you, you people calm down but you know what they wanted that they wanted oh, absolutely that. yeah yeah now he did i think he put on an entertaining show and i think okay. Hey, it wasn't Donahue, right? Remember Donahue? Yeah, Phil. I like to call him Phil. You? Oh, I didn't realize y'all were a first name basis. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
Definitely a good talk show. But speaking of doing things a little bit differently, I did want to kind of rewind. Of course, last week we had Eric Ryan, America's Sweetheart on, right? And I, I learned a lot from it. What did you learn last week, Jenny? Just give me something that we can take from last week and we're going to pull it into this week, putting you on the spot. Yeah, I know. I see that. Um, really with him, it's like anything goes. Anything all, goes. And it was, it, it, it was fun. Didn't have to stick to a certain script or whatever. And Thank it was, we, everybody you. enjoyed it. That's right. The problem, the pressure, the pressure, pressure is never flow, right? I'm like, right. well, maybe it is, but in this, in this analogy, it's not. Right. But pressure to feel like you've got to stay on a certain path, it kind of keeps it boring. I mean, Jerry Springer wasn't trying to be like every other talk show, no. right? I mean, and so I think that when, when I become aware of that, when we're doing something like this, it, it gives me a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be, okay, we're going to do this, then we're going to do that. And he asked you the question about, you know, he kind of took over the conversation. I love that. And some I people might say, hey, this is my show. I'm, and of course. No, I'm like, please ask the please, please. I don't, I don't know anything, any creative questions to ask you. Go ahead. No, I like but I think, I think I do. I want to incorporate those sorts of spontaneous mm -hmm. questions. And one of the other things, you remember what I said about the worry? You remember the, the worry? Oh, yeah, my face. Yeah. Yeah, when I see when I see the worry right in this vicinity right here, I know Jenny's got something on her mind, and we have to we have to expose that. Yeah, right? Daniel, Daniel has informed me that that he sees my face doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah. so sometimes I, I I don't realize my face is making a face, and he's like, "You got to say whatever's in that head." Like if yeah. you're thinking. Hey, I don't know what to say, or I don't know the answer to that, or I don't know. Hey, just say it. Yes. And if you've got a stupid, I would so much rather hear well, a dumb, dumb question. A dumb question is so much better than a predictable question, right? Well, I agree. If it's a predictable question, we know what the answer is too. Yes. Yeah. Now that we put all this pressure on ourselves, how are we going <laughs> to, we're going to have to keep it free flowing and fun now because Listen, we've <laughs> you, you, you honestly, when I first, when I first did a few episodes with you in the beginning, yes, I was so nervous that I was going to embarrass you because right. I was oh, that happens daily now. Yeah. 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 I don't care if I embarrass you now, but LinkedIn, yeah. I was like, Oh, is this professional platform? Yes. Professional people. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'll do yeah. whatever I want to do. And yeah. then I was like, yes, that's very interesting. <laughs> and oh, yes. tell me yeah. And you were like, no, Jenny, just ask it. I was like, what's a prop plane? <laughs> this like, is, I, I do want to kind of incorporate a little bit of some things from Toastmasters. We're going to ask Raquel, our first guest about Toastmasters, but this in, in great, ingratiate, ingratiate. I just learned that word. I've never used that word, but, but that, that happens a lot. Don't we? you go into a new pond, you want all the fish to like you. Right. Yep. And so you start, you start saying, Hey, how do these fish want me to swim? And you swim like those fish. And, and we do that. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So you come into the LinkedIn pond and you say, how do all these LinkedIn fish act? And like you think, little, little did you know, little did you know that we have people like our first guest, the queen of goofiness herself. Well, see, that spoke to my heart. Yes. I'm a little bit goofy. Yeah. 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 Well, that was one of the things that, you know, so as we scour the, the internet, 
the internet of things, right? We look, we look for, we look for unique people, people with good energy, people that make us smile, people that make us laugh. And I think we've got that today. Don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you something real quick too. Yeah. Joe's not on here, but. And we miss you, Joe. We really do. Yes. Especially yes. comments because it helps. <laughs> we love the comments. We do. But, um, he he had sent you a link he sent me to uh matthew mcconaughey was doing that oh yeah living wasn't that cool what yeah. i saw what did you take from it sorry to oh man it was good I, I know i told you the one thing that i mean he had like tony robbins and and um some others on there and and i mean he's just over there playing his bongo drums you know yeah yeah, yeah. he's so yeah. cool oh yeah. he was so cool but yeah. the thing is is that it was like Focus, and, and I know we've had a guest that has even said this before, but focus on where you want to get. Focus on the goal. He said, you know, like you're going whitewater rafting, and if you're the one in charge, you don't say, look out for that rock, because mm -hmm. then they're like looking at the rock. They're going to go towards the rock. You say, hey, we're going to paddle towards the right. Don't even tell them about the obstacle. So yeah. quit focusing on those things. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I, I like that. I do well, too. Now, now, wait a minute. I've got, wait, I always say 10 minutes in the beginning. We're getting ready to go overtime. But I've got to say this. Say it. They, <laughs> just, just the way that these sorts of things are, like the different ways to look at things. So my dad was talking about the Titanic. And he said with the iceberg, if, if they hadn't done anything, if they hadn't tried to miss this iceberg, they'd have hit it head on and it would have split and they probably wouldn't have had any issues. Right. Have you ever heard that before? You know, and, yeah, see, your dad, he, your dad, I mean, he is my uncle. Yeah. But he's extremely smart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're not, we're not going to bring him up anymore. He, he's making everything confusing. We're going with Matthew McConaughey. Because Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Let's just do that. He said to not focus on the iceberg and just to well, say. Actually, it wasn't him. It was, it was somebody else, but they all had really good. And it was actually Tony Robbins that was saying how, you know, he, he learned that and it's focus on the end goal and put yourself in proximity of where you need to be. And that's why we're doing this. Proximity to pe to great people is yep. great things of association. All right. We've talked to them. Let's invite our guest in and see what she has to say about some of these things. Okay. How about that? Our yes. first guest, Raquel Boris. Hello. Boris. 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 <laughs> I like to joke around because um, my I have a 22 year old son and my daughter's almost 19 and their friends would say bore ass. Yeah, I say, oh. I'm neither a bore and I'm neither an ass. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I like to think of those things that I'm not. Yeah, I, I like it. That helps with it. You're not a bore. You're not an ass, but you are bore ass, right? Yes, yes. I mean, yes. I got it. I had no idea that this was a family affair. Yes. You guys yes. were cousins? Cousins. Yeah. That's where the Jenny Winnie came from. Yeah. Because my middle name is Lynn. Yeah. And they would, his mom was always like, Jenny Lenny. And Daniel would always say, Jenny Winnie. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So we grew up next door to each other. So I had to, like a, like a little cousin sister type situation. I don't know. Yeah. But but Raquel, you are all the way out in San Diego, California. Yeah, which I have to say, um, so I did a video on LinkedIn two days ago, and it was like at 10 o'clock, and I had just rolled out of bed, hadn't showered, ball cap on, no makeup on. I was like totally in a funk. Like it took everything in me to get out of bed. 
And yeah. today I got out of bed at seven, actually showered, put on makeup. Ooh, great. I'm doing this from the office, not from my bedroom. I love it. This is a big deal. You not guys. from the bed. You're not like. No. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't got like crispy things. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I watched that video. I watched that video. Since you brought it up, I got to talk about it now. Okay. Right. But but we all, all three of us have kind of what I would say, these high energy personalities, right? Yeah. And and we don't always feel like being high energy. Sometimes you feel this pressure, but and that's that's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Tough. When you don't feel what do you do? Moment, I'm like, why did I just have that moment? I just ruined I was not on brand. Like I totally just like furnished my brand in that video. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not how she normally is. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. So when's the last time you did something fun in San Diego? That's one of the things. I've been out to San Diego. Went out there. Been many years ago, but I love that area. It's fantastic. And there's all sorts of cool things. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm not only in just in San Diego, I'm in La Jolla, which is like absolutely like I think it's one of the most beautiful cities in the entire country. If anything, I think it is the most beautiful city. San Diego. There you but, go. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Have you been to Shelby? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clearly. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Shelby is actually a place. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard, I've been to Charlotte. Actually, it's, Charlotte it's I digress. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying that I'm really blessed that I live in La Jolla, 10 minutes from the ocean. I, I get to, you know, when I have my moments, I'll go drive down there and just walk on the beach on the sunset and, you know, watch the sunset. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. I, I am very, very grateful to be living in such a beautiful place. Granted, I live with my mom. Yeah. I, I have to say that because when people are like, Ooh, you live in La Jolla. I was like, yes. With my mother. So, okay. Well, hey. However, you get there. With my assistant. Well, I'm going to be a soon to be 48 year old woman living with my mom, but I'm in La Jolla. So, <laughs> you, me and you are just like peas and carrots. Okay. I have a daughter. She's 19. Um, I just turned 49, though. So, Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're just a year older than me. It's all good. You still look like you're 35. So yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all both look fantastic. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Daniel, thank you. So I wouldn't have known that La Jolla, that must be, people must know that this is a, a nice, this is a nice area, right? People come from all around the world to come to see La Jolla. Oh, that's cool. But now let me ask you something. What do y'all like better? Do you like, do you like the sunrise or the sunset better? What, what, what gives you like? Uh, easy for me a sunset i'm not a morning person i don't remember the last time i actually saw a sunrise but i i love a sunset like i for me a sunset means that i could be like on the beach mm-hmm. with a glass of wine you know like the day's over yeah like sunrise i'm like uh, with the I, yeah it's just not as oh, no. daniel's out there in the sunrise for me to have a sunrise it's the sunrise. yeah i like the sunrise come on man you get I got you. up and, and i saw the well, sun then you and i you and i are never going on a date oh, come on. <laughs> that <was the> question. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It'll never work. I'm up and she's in bed, and she's she's up and I'm she's having a glass of wine on the beach. I'm in bed. It just it never work. We'll be six in the night. Yeah, okay. 
for now, we got to decide if we got to determine how how honest Raquel's going to be with us. Do you did you like Jerry Springer? Did you watch Jerry Springer? Were you a Jerry Springer fan? Um, I I clearly knew it was a joke. <laughs> I was at least like that's aware as a child. But <laughs> um, but it was you know like a typical train wreck. You just can't look away, and so I would I would get sucked in, drawn into to the shows at times. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a stay at home mom, and they had like you know all those really bad shows and Judge Judy. Oh my goodness, yeah. Those, like what was it, Sally Jess, Jesse Raphael with her oh red glasses. the glasses. He was so bad, but you got sucked in. It's like was just like, with like, you know, just like the kids sleeping. Like, I know you're like, the kids take a nap. It's time. <laughs> the soap operas. Oh, yeah. I watched all that really good TV when, when I was a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that make us feel better about our own life when we don't have nearly as much dysfunction? Yeah. I think that's why I love to watch like Real Housewives and all these like really crappy reality TV because it actually makes me feel better about my life. <laughs> <laughs> living large. Uh, I'm really normal. This is fantastic. Uh, so, why do you call yourself the queen of goofiness? Um, cause just my entire life I've been called a dork and a goofball and just, you know, just, and so I just finally just owned it. Yeah. And then I was so sick of everybody like CEO, vice president, like all these titles. Like I, I have to admit, I know a lot of people on this platform and what they have on their headlines is the kind of embellished, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm just yeah. like, hey, hey right over here, embellished for sure. Yeah, like average really, dude, like, yeah, Daniel. That's really embarrassed. Really average, like, wow, that's really tooting your own. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I was like, you know, you're like, I'm really a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, screw it. I'm, I'm like a goofball, and I want people when they come to my uh, profile to just kind of right away with the queen of goofiness have an idea of like who I am, and I feel like that's what it does. It just like automatically tells people like, hey, I ain't no serious chick on this LinkedIn. <laughs> There you go. It disarms people. It disarms people so they don't feel like, uh, to me, that puts you at ease. Like when yeah. I see that, I'm like, okay, my people. Yeah. So that's why I did it. I don't take myself seriously at all. Yeah. So, so that makes me think. That makes me think. So I, I, I'm a big Toastmaster. I, I say a big Toastmaster. I go to Toastmaster. Are you familiar with Toastmasters? I am very familiar. Yes. I've got so, invited as a guest to like one of them where they want you to. And I was just like, yeah. Public speaking. But you're a great public speaker. But I oh. digress. What, okay, what so I want to say. We were doing Toastmasters. Yeah. So so they have that thing where they do table topics, right? So they will ask you a question and you have to speak extemporaneously, you know, for one to two minutes about it. It's kind of like the beauty contestant, right? You know, they, but but there you go. She's got the wave down. <laughs> but the reason that I thought about this is y'all are, you know, this morning, some of the questions that they were asking, we, we want to give these answers. Like they said, if you were, I'll just tell you what the question was, right? They said, if, if you were, if you went into a florist and you were going to put three flowers together to, to give to somebody, what would those three flowers be? And I don't know. I don't know any flowers, right? I mean, I, I thought of all I could think, but, but my point is, you people know, trying to get deep, like I would take this because it means yeah. this. And right. This. Not me. I'd be like, I'd take a red flower. <laughs> we want to make, we want to, you know, what's the word yeah. again? Ingratiate. Ingratiate. 
We want to ingratiate. We want people to accept us. So we think that we have to say, so I was all nervous, like, oh, please don't call on me with that question because I wouldn't have known three flowers. And then we feel bad because we don't know things, right? Yeah. 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 I was actually on a show. I was doing my live show yesterday. So I do a live every week uh, with women in the mortgage industry. And one of the women, like oh. the women, yeah, she was telling me about a Girl Scout who's nine years old and she started this new patch that said, like, raise your hand or something. Because she noticed as a nine year old girl that in the classroom, only boys were raising their hands. Like, they didn't care if they got their name, like, the answer wrong, but she noticed that the girls wouldn't raise their hand because they were embarrassed that if they had got the, you know, answer wrong, they were just like mortified. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, the fact yeah. that already at that age, like, you know, they're thinking, Oh my gosh, how am I going to embarrass myself if I yeah. don't sound serious or I don't have the right answer? So it's yes. like how we all, and I, and I said, I'm 47. I still have that issue. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I don't feel, I feel like it doesn't really ever go away. Well, well, I, that's why I love to beat on that drum and I, I love to keep bringing it up and kind of, you know, yeah. because it, it, when we, when we feel trapped trying to say the right things, trying to say it in the right way, then it actually takes away from whatever we're trying to say. Right. Yeah, that's why I love that you guys were saying that it's like just keeping it the flow and not having any kind of script or path. Like when I get asked to be a guest and they're like, oh, you know, do you need the questions? I'm like, please, no, don't send me anything. Like, no. I don't send anything. like just get me on. Like, even with my own guests, they yeah. might have a pre-call. I was like, no, there's no pre-call because then everything that I want to talk to you about is going to be on that pre-call. And then I'm exactly. like, it's not authentic. Yeah. So I love it when it's like, there's no topic. There's no nothing. Like, just come on and talk. I'm like, that's when I shine. <laughs> yes. I, and I, I can feel that. I have that vibe about you. And, and so I'm glad that, that, that you were ready to roll with the punches. Oh, yeah. but that being said, we get curious about people. And when we ask a question, when we're genuinely curious, it changes its, its dynamic completely. So I am curious. So I know you do a couple of different lives. I know you do one, you said, with the mortgage industry, but you also do one where you're interviewing kids, right? You've yeah. mentioned kids twice. Yeah, so, so that's not live because it is kids and kids do say the darndest thing. So I, I it's um, yeah. it's recorded on Zoom. And yeah. then I'll like, because most of the time the parents aren't in the room when I'm talking to their child. So right. then I'll send them a video. I'll send them the video and be like, hey, do you approve it? And then they sign a release form and everything because there's been just maybe two times where I've had a parent say, Hey, can you edit that out? <laughs> because the kid was like a little too honest about something. Mommy and daddy oh. shut the door and they're fighting and I hear them arguing. <laughs> One of them talked about a neighbor like yeah. who was in jail or something, you know, things where we're like, maybe we don't want to like share. Grandma's stuff. in jail again. <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise, like the parents are pretty cool about having the kid just, you know, speak their truth in that moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that I do and it's recorded and then the live show, but I love live. Like, I think it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so how did, where do these ideas come from? How did you decide I want to start doing a live? How did you start deciding to between, to, to, to develop an online situation? How, where did all that originate? I mean, honestly, it originated with LinkedIn, where I, I was a stay-at-home mom, got divorced at age 37, had never had a career before that. So I would yeah. like literally like started from the bottom. Now I'm here, you know, like I was yeah. a receptionist, had a builder, moved my, like was slowly working my way up. And at that time, 
I wasn't on Facebook anymore because with my divorce, I was like, screw Facebook. I don't need anyone, anybody to be in my business. Yep. So I deleted my account. Instagram was just starting and this was in 2014. So I got on LinkedIn 2014. It's because I kept getting all these emails like join my LinkedIn network. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is LinkedIn? LinkedIn. <laughs> And so I was like, let me try this thing out. And then I was like, you know what? It's professional. I'm trying to kind of get into this corporate world. Maybe it's the best thing for me. So I just got on it and I started like studying. I was telling people, I literally would just scroll through and see like what was going on. And mind you, in 2014, LinkedIn was a completely different platform than it is now. Like yeah. so different. I love to, I've loved having been part of the evolution, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, it started with LinkedIn where I was just naturally just doing stuff on there. So, so I think it's also kind of cool that my journey was just so organic because a lot of people on, during COVID came on LinkedIn with intention, right? Like, oh, yes. like I got to get on here. Everybody's doing it. I, I got to do something online. And so it was like, people were like trying to uh, hack the system, you know, tagging everyone and their mother, um, you know, engagement pods. Like it was done in a way where people were like, Ooh, I got to like win this thing. Right. Where when, for me, it was literally just like a day by day natural. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. To be where I'm at. Like, I'm actually kind of like, I have my moments where I'm proud of myself that yeah. I was consistent, that I just kept doing it, that I never gave up, that I just kept, you know, trying to like build relationships on this platform. So, um, so for me, like just the, this journey of it all has been like life changing for me to be honest. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's actually fantastic. And, yeah. and, and it continues to develop and it's actually taking you to meet a lot of the people that you talk to on LinkedIn and that you interact with, right? Don't you do a good bit of traveling and see these folks in person? Yeah, I travel. So I let people know. And now that I'm in San Diego, um, it's awesome because so many people come here for conferences. Like sure, yeah. already I've seen, it's funny. I've actually met people here in San Diego that are from where I lived in the DMV area, but I never met them there. It would <laughs> took them to come here for, to a conference. <laughs> and even today I'm meeting one of my LinkedIn connections. He had seen my video. Yeah. And we had connected for years, but he like reached out, was like, thank you for that video. And I'm going to be in San Diego. It turns out he's going to be literally like down the street from me at the hotel. He's yeah. here for, we're going to meet up for, for a quick drink tonight nice. all the time. Like I'm like, and I'll show up in a baseball cap. I don't care, but it's, yeah. I did a video on LinkedIn too, where I was like, if you ever come to San Diego and I have to find out through social media, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you down because that has happened like i'll be on my instagram like alex sheridan he was here and oh. I was like, dude what he goes like i'm so busy i'm like fine but i was like so pissed because i was like, like but it only took one second yeah like i saw you on freaking instagram like at least let me know so everybody now is like messaging me i'm gonna be in town you know in three months like yeah. <laughs> that i'm gonna hunt them down because i will if you i'm gonna fly them, over san diego okay I will, yeah, and Jenny doesn't know Alex. I know who Alex is. He does, he's a talented guy. He does the rap yeah. and 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 does the cool videos and yeah. So he and I have had many conversations, and we've yeah. had, you know, like and then like Travis Lackner, he's great. He came into town, and he's having a huge LinkedIn thing in Denver. I'm gonna fly out there for that. Okay. Leah, Leah um, Turner's flying out from England for it. Um, Luke Matthews is rumored to maybe be there. Jonathan Palmer's flying in. Like that's what's really cool. there's this like kind of like LinkedIn 
There's like that. The LinkedIn stars. Like, I, yeah, like celebrities. <laughs> I want to be a part of that. So yeah. I got my ticket and I'm going out there in uh, in June in Denver. Awesome. So. Well, you know, the first question to ask the gentleman that you're meeting for a drink. Later, yes. You need to ask him if he likes the sunrise or sunset. Because that's, okay. that's a deal breaker right there. You know, I mean, you need to find out right away. Where does he stand? Yeah. I know, right? That should be like. Just the first question off the bat, whenever I or anything. <laughs> so, I have a question. Yeah. yeah. No, so do you? I mean, you deal in mortgages. I know that I'm going off, but I, I'm trying to understand. Like you said, I know, people are so confused with what well, I. Well, you said you started off. I was a reception, you know, because I did the same thing. I got divorced in my 30s yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's like you said, you start off as a receptionist. So. Take us. So I worked. So I worked with a builder, and then I had started their customer service department, all this stuff, and then I ended up on the mortgage side. Mm -hmm. So I ended up on the mortgage side doing stuff with builders for them, and then that was what was really cool is that within the companies I worked for, they always created a role for me. So like every job that I've ever had essentially was created for me because oh. whoever hired me or knew me, knew my strengths, they could like pinpoint them right away. And they're like, you'd be really good you doing do this. So I started out like a client relations manager and then I ended up doing multicultural lending, meaning that I'm Hispanic and I speak fluent Spanish. So then I went on that kind of path. So then I was known as kind of like multicultural lender, you know, lending chick. And then- yeah. From there, just posting on LinkedIn and having a social media presence, then they moved, changed my role. And they're like, you know what? You have a brand. We need our brand to be out there. So now I was, then I was the face of a new mortgage uh, division. And then that's how like it, the branding piece of it came in and social media, because I was getting paid to do that. Oh right? yeah. So, and then now that's what I do. So now I work for a mortgage company, a national mortgage company, New American Funding, and I head up all their social media and marketing and branding in the new us uh, in the San Diego region. So I'm the one that gets to do all the fun reels and create the content with the loan officers. And so I have a blast. But what is the beauty of it with where I work is that they understand that I came in with a brand. Right. So I was very adamant of like, hey, I worked really hard to get to where I'm at with my brand you know, I'm not going to let that go. And right. they were kind of like, no, we get it. Like, that's what appeals. That's why them. they want you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm super blessed that I'm able to do stuff like this. They're not like calling me up being like, what the hell? You were on a live at 830 on a, you know, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, whatever day it is. Like, <laughs> no, But they there's so many benefits though. Yeah. I, I hear, you know, doing this sort of thing, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, communication skills, you know, speaking extemporaneously, having conversations with people. Yeah. Most most business at some point in the transaction involves a conversation, right? So so the better we are at having conversations with people and finding out being human, I would say, is it's a good thing. So this is this is sharpening the axe. I mean, you know, if whatever business we're in, whether it's selling at a boutique, doing reels like Jenny Winnie does, selling mortgages. Selling HVAC like I do, we're going to have conversations with people. And so I think that it's great to, to meet people and, and to, to learn about people. And then, then we're ready to have a, a business conversation too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then let's talk business. I, I can't stand when like, it's just business, you know, I do kind of feel badly it was during COVID. It was a young guy, like in his early twenties, he reached out and I don't know, I forget what he was selling, but 
you know, I try to be nice and I try to give people time because you never know. You never know where the conversation is going to go. Some, sometimes the ones that I think are going to be horrible are the best ones and the right. ones where I'm like so excited to talk to. And then they're like fuddy duds. I was like, yeah, you're nothing like you are. Online. I did not think so. Yeah. yeah there's been a couple <laughs> of those. Uh, but this guy in particular, he gets on. And he's like, all right, can I just, you know, show you the presentation? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, whoever your name is, I was like, like listen, simmer I'm down. Gonna, I'm going to give you some advice. <laughs> like, don't just start right away with your pitch. Like, you have to have that, like, conversation, like, ask me, like, building that, you know, kind of like, are the mutual interest? Like, I, and he it's a was, relationship. We're developing yeah, so, it was more of like, I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to be like a biatch. And, and like, <laughs> yeah, he was appreciative by the end of the conversation. He's like, thank you so much. Cause you could tell, like, he just didn't know what he was doing. And I think he appreciated that. I was like being honest with him because yeah, I felt really badly. Cause I was like, dude, you're not going to get anywhere. If this is how you approach no. me. Nope. Doesn't it make it so much harder? It would have been harder to give that pitch when you don't have any connection with this person whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it, it everything sounds mechanical from that point forward. It's just yeah. yeah, but you know what? Years from now, painful. When he's rocking it, he's gonna be like, I remember one of the first times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll tell that story. Thankfully, <laughs> he'll be, yeah, he'll be on Jenny Whitty and the average dude. He'll be like, yeah, it was just this way. was not very nice. But and that's, a, that's a beautiful point, Jenny. I, I think I think everything that happens can turn into a story. I mean, nine times out of 10, when I'm, when I'm talking, I'm telling a story of something that just happened, you know, and it's typically something deprecating because those are the lessons learned, right? That's it's that stand out in our, our yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many times I can tell the story of falling down in the 50 yard dash. Yeah. Though. I mean, <laughs> how old were you? I was in elementary school. And I was the fastest kid in the school. And I and I really, I, I wore that proudly, that blue ribbon. I, yeah. That was a big deal for me. And there was the new kid. I can't help but kind of go into story mode when I'm telling that. But Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. Thank you, Jenny Winnie. She, she's heard it before. And halfway down the track, I realized this kid's faster than me. I've got a problem, you know. And so I tell the story kind of, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to finish the race running full speed or... Well, I fall and fake an injury and I fell and faked an injury. <laughs> so, so you, you didn't want to lose, you know? So you take the story. really inappropriate, but I'm. <laughs> I, when, you, when I said you were a faker, I was going to be really inappropriate. <laughs> oh. Oh, go, go ahead. We can't date. Really, <laughs> <laughs> go. Well, that got me a little red there. <laughs> Sorry, I, you know what? I never. I, I feel like I need to leave. <laughs> oh Lord! Sorry. <laughs> I'll just put this. What's in that coffee, Rock? Wait a second. I'll put this up for our guest last week. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, good. You do have something that, like, you know, basically, like. <laughs> no, no. This was for uh, Eric. America's sweetheart last week. He, uh, oh my gosh. He's like, well, yes. am I not supposed to say that? And I was like, oh no, I'm just letting the audience know that you said a really bad word. <laughs> you said a wordy word. You said a really bad word. Yeah. So here's here's what I thought we would do this week. We've got another, we've got another guest backstage, but I want to leave Raquel on because we're going to talk about brand and you've developed your kind of personal brand and we're going to bring this next guest in. He's going, he knows a little bit about brand as well. You're going to help us interview as well. Remember the tonight show? Ooh, wee. So are you, are you up? For that? 
Oh yeah, that's what we were talking yeah. about. You know how like any talk show how they'll they'll you know leave the guest on there and then they come out and you know Harrison Ford's sitting there and he starts talking to you know yeah, yeah. Ronde or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like that. It just makes it. It just. Yeah. Adds. I'm all for it. Okay, now who's got the first question and who wants to do the introduction? Because that's a tough part. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna tell you. Is it Frazier? Okay. okay. So I'll introduce him. And our Frazier next from Seinfeld. There you yeah. go, G. You got it. Go, go, go. Wait, wait a minute. Not okay. Frazier from Seinfeld. No, but it's no. I know it's not him, but it's like that's how you pronounce it. No, Frazier. Luke, I'm gonna let you answer that. You're coming on. Okay, my friend. <laughs> there he is. My goodness. I feel like we need to get down to business, guys. Yeah. Start right now. Frazier please. or Frazier? <laughs> Which one? Uh, Frazier was from Cheers. Oh, or the, or, or oh, the Kramer. show Frazier. Kramer, sorry. Oh my gosh. Kramer. You said Kramer. My hair is not as crazy, okay? Yeah. Mine is. Wow. Hey, what did, did you feed the chickens this morning, Luke? Uh, I didn't have to. Uh, they're on an auto feeder. They're on an auto feeder. Yeah, it's oh. it's actually at my father-in-law's place, and um, uh, they yeah got those things on an auto feeder. Well, smart oh, that's cool. See, I, I learned yeah. we we learn about people through their content, yeah. don't we? So you, yeah. I would have thought Luke, he's got, he's a cool dude. I've talked to yeah. Luke before, he, and, but he, he, he does a video yesterday. And I see all these farm animals running around. And I'm like, this, yeah. wait a minute. I didn't, I'm thinking Austin. Don't, don't strike me as a farmer, Luke. I, I, I am like. It's the hair. All, yeah, yeah. Well, so I was a like podcaster barber for a handful of my life turned brand strategist. And um, I don't mind hanging out with goats and chickens. Uh, <laughs> I, I married into that. And um, to the point last year, uh, we had 10 golden retriever puppies. I've, I feel like I've just done it all now. Wow. Um, and I've got a baby on the way. And so we, yeah, like, we got like, you know, what, what else? I mean, elephants, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Dr. Doolittle, yeah. <laughs> yep. well, yeah, well, I think it's cool. I've always wanted to be, I thought it would be cool. You'd think me being in the, I probably sound like I have farm animals. No farm animals. Yeah. You sound like a farmer. <laughs> I know. I got this, like, I, I'm from the Northeast. I live in Austin, and um, I'm the only one that doesn't have a Southern accent, you know, and, you know, well. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this. You said something. You said you were a podcast barber? Yeah. Well, they sort of happened at the same time. I, I was the reason I got into brand um, way back in, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I got into podcasting and was like just figuring things out and building websites and building podcasts and interviewing all these entrepreneurs. And at the same time, I graduated college and I was like, you know, had some marketing degree that was useless mm -hmm. and <laughs> knew, knew I didn't want to do it. But but I was also uh, learning I had cut my own hair and like learned how to cut my own. I have nine si or eight siblings. And so I was learning how to like cut people's siblings. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have no trauma. And, um, <laughs> Congratulations. And, yeah, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I have to please anybody. Um, and um, I was like, screw this. 
And I had actually interviewed a local um, uh, barber owner in Philadelphia. He has like one of the biggest salons in Philly. Like they've been in all these awards. I interviewed him as a business owner. Three months later, he called me out of the blue. He's like, hey, we have a chair. Would you want it? I didn't have my license. I didn't have anything. And I was like, dude, I don't want to do anything else. So I'm going to keep doing podcasts, building websites, and I'll barber because it's fun. And I get to talk with people. That's cool. That's I was a Toastmaster cool. too a handful of years ago. And so it actually, I used it like to, you know, craft. I enjoyed that, but I used it to learn how people think. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I always admired psychology and therapy, but I never wanted to spend, you know, thousands of dollars and four years losing my life. No yeah. shame to anybody who did. Yeah. Um, so I just, I got real people in my chair and, you know, practiced it there and learned how to, you know, uh, kind of authentically share who I was through my own pain and successes. And, um, uh, you know, along the way did a bunch of other stuff, did was in the nonprofit world and mental health and, um, was always doing podcasts, always building websites, always getting into some kind of graphic or logo creative. And so, uh, that's what turned into my company today. Well, wow. a barber, a barber chair, and a barber. Yes. This is a great time to do this, exactly. Oh my gosh! It's conversations, right? It's it's therapy, especially for dudes. Like guys, just do not do well stereotypically with like processing stuff. Really? And and I have I have yeah really. <laughs> ladies, ladies, uh, yeah. Any any thoughts on that? Sure. Um, I've never heard that. <laughs> and so yeah. Please take notes. Okay. And so, um, this is why I'm single. Yeah. Are we? Yeah, I think we just started therapy right now. This is And I didn't grow up in a household where that, like, I, like my whole story is that, like, you know, I my dad didn't tell me that he loved me until I was like 22 because I asked him to. Um, and you know, again, no trauma there, but. <laughs> Um, but this is like the real story for a lot of men. And so, the, yeah. so that chair became this place where like, I could ask any question in the world and they would just start talking. And I would just, I would, I learned how to ask open-ended questions and would ask some more. And then they leave with a feeling really good about themselves because they look good and then feeling emotionally good. Cause it was like, they didn't know they needed to process something. They ended up doing it. Yeah. Um, unloading that baggage yes. and having in there. They just, it's right. like. And then they feel it's weird because yeah. somehow they feel secure. Yes. Fighting in you. Yes. Well, you know? there's a sense, there's a sense of trust built too. Yes. There, there, there was all these studies uh, I had read about early on about um, someone touching your head. I mean, uh, ladies, I can imagine too going, I know my wife, like she picking a, a stylist is like, that's it's you know it's like getting married again it's like trying to figure out why i don't know if i'm gonna, if I'm gonna do well with this you know this person yeah, yeah. like i gotta test them out and it's you know you spend hundreds of dollars on your hair every year yep yeah. and so it, it takes a huge level of trust and i think i you know learned that from interviewing people learn that from uh you know barbering and and it's so true now that i'm in brand and brand strategy with with companies mm -hmm. the the reason behind building a brand and, and Raquel, you could probably attest to this is like, you have to get real with people. No one wants a fake brand. Mm. We can smell that a million miles away. And so when we talk to companies about building a brand, I take all of these like assets. I feel like I've acquired from talking to people and going through mental health stuff and you realize they're just, a brand is just a, a group of people. Mm -hmm. And how do we take all of those personalities and kind of um, squeeze out the best of them mm -hmm. and like understand the worst 
and then show the world that and say, this is actually what matters. Um, mm-hmm. And people in today's climate uh, need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Turns I, out. How do you- that. I want to dive into that more, but you've talked to a lot of people, dude. Sorry, average dude. Jenny Winnie has a question. Okay, go. I mean, I was in the. I was. Question. He's like, let's dive deeper into Aren't cousins the worst? Hmm? Cousins Sorry. are the worst. But I can imagine eight siblings. We got to find out where you fall in the in the in the oldest, the youngest. But Jenny, go ahead. Number three, Jenny, your turn. Thank you. So anyway, now this was actually for you, and I want to say it right. I want to is you say Raquel or Raquel? Raquel, Raquel, Rock. 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 I'm gonna do it rock. I like rock. Rock the show. But you know yeah. what? When y'all are talking about developing your brand, okay, and and I think even you posted something, Luke, about like people pleasing and like just today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, think I read that. Anyway, because it, it spoke to me too. Because I'm just like I do that. Yeah. I, but when you're building your brand, how do you let go of that? Um, really, just I don't care. Everybody's yeah. not gonna like you. We learned that last week. America's sweetheart was on. He's like, listen, don't everybody's not going to like yeah. you. But when you are a pleaser, it's like you're like, oh, that one person please, was, please <laughs> like me. You know, yeah. how do you let that go? Yeah. Rock, I, you you had some good thoughts about this a little bit earlier. What, what are you thinking? I mean, for me, it was a process. I mean, mm-hmm. I, to be honest, a lot of it was trusting my community. Yeah. That's why for me, it's so important when I'm on LinkedIn to connect with the right people and like-minded mm-hmm. people because they have created this like safe space for me. So when I shared about yeah. my struggle with clinical depression and attempting suicide when I was at UCLA on LinkedIn, only yeah. on LinkedIn three years ago, the amount of support and love that mm-hmm. I got received was amazing. And that's when I realized that I could be vulnerable. Yes. And then when I shared my video two days ago where I literally hadn't showered, you know, no makeup, no filter, no whatever, just in the moments here. And right. I was struggling the same thing, the support. I trusted everybody. So I think people forget that too, where it's not just like mm-hmm. throwing yourself out there. It's like having that level of trust yes. and respect for the people that are receiving that as well. So like, even like Luke said, if you're not going to be who you are, they're going to see that oh, and yeah. the trust is not going to be there. But once you are who you are and, and you feel like it's okay, then mm-hmm. I think that's where you're like, screw it yes. at this point. Like, and there's something so empowering about it, especially as a female, I will say mm-hmm. to be able to be on camera, no makeup, no filters, no nothing, being the rawest that you can be and like put it out there and have people accept it. And people say that, oh, you're, you're, you know, this and you're that, like, it's really empowering. Yeah. Like, it really does something for you and your confidence and just who you are <laughs> as a human. But you accept you. You yeah. accept yeah. you. That's why I encourage people, like, just be you. You'd be, you'd be so surprised how many people do accept you. Yeah, they're the ones, the haters. But like, I, to be honest, I really don't have trolls or haters. And some mm-hmm. people say, oh, that means that you're not stirring the pot enough or you're not whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, I really don't. People ask me what I do with that. And I'm like, I really don't get that because I think I'm so just true to who I am that nobody can really criticize that. Hey, like, <laughs> you know what? It's like, Rock, I'm not stirring the pot at all. I'm, I have a women's clothing store and I've got some trolls and some haters and they're just like, but you know what? All I can say is that it has made my followers grow <laughs> exponentially. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, you know what? Somebody says something negative. Daniel's like, no, last night he's giving me this pep talk. Now you're going to, because you know what? The reels have created business. I am who I am. They all know I'm going to be who I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not like, 
you know, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm this model or, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm just trying to show you my stuff. And they say all these things. And Daniel's like, now, are you really going to do that? Do you really believe that? Daniel's being my little therapist last night. So, yeah, I should have let, I should have let Luke do it because he, he's, he sounds like he's got this head wrapped around. <laughs> but but well, you're talking about this mask off. We're talking yeah. about being all things. Yeah. We wear these social masks. We want people. Mm -hmm. We, my word, it just keeps coming up, right? We, we want people to it, right? We want people to accept us and like us. Mm -hmm. So when we are able to take that mask off, and we're not wearing masks and literally or figuratively and literally with the makeup, right? You don't have a mask on. This is me, and you're accepted. Then, well, then that's the authentic, real you that's being mm -hmm. accepted and appreciated. Yeah. I think that's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, and I and I think it is important to know just that every everyone is on a journey. I think. The idea of building a brand has become so glorified that uh, we forget that we're just people on a journey trying to figure a bunch of stuff out. And uh, we all have different traumas and experiences and um, things that uh, hurt us, helped us, whatever. And everyone is on that journey to, to, to figure that out. And I think if we can um, – be the ones to extend grace to ourselves as we're extending grace to others through that process. Um, everyone actually gets to win because yeah. if we kind of come at this whole idea, whether it's personal, whether it's uh, corporate B to B, B to C, whatever, mm -hmm. if we kind of come at this brand building thing, like I've got to go um, sell something, I've got to go, even, even if someone's telling you, you should build, you should build your brand, which is like, it's not a bad thing, but like if the intention is to, um, get more popular, mm -hmm. you're probably going to end up losing. Yeah. But if the intention is to say, I don't really care what you think. This is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is, this is um, how I got here and where I want to go. Yes. Um, to Rock's point, the right people, if you begin to build those relationships will build you up and the right people are always out there. And I know, I know four people right here, if you're watching who will build you up, no matter what you believe in, what you say, what you like, I couldn't care less. For, I mean, for, for instance, like I love Jesus. Not many other people do. I'm going to love you no matter what. Right. Right. I don't like, I don't really care what else, like what, right. what, what other people believe or don't believe, but I just want people to know. And I, and I hope other people hold me accountable to it. Like I want to build a brand that where I can go on and say, man, sometimes, um, I feel like I need to share something to make other people uh, like me. Yes. And then, and then sometimes I'm just going to go on there and tell you how it is because I, I'm also, but that's just me. Like I'm a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I think I we all are. Yeah, man, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my wife has to, my wife has to deal with that. Uh, but, no, but, but no, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, but again, I have a trusted space like and I, I do have a, 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 you know, I've got great people here on LinkedIn, but I've got good people who back me up that other people don't hear about, you know, right. and they just like I message them or they message me or I call them because I am a flawed person. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty messed up. But that's also a part of this brand building thing. This is so wild and people don't always think about it, but you've got to go through some of those hard um, things that you've endured and you've got to process them, do it in private first, do it with a trusted individual, do it with a therapist, do it with whoever. I don't, it doesn't really matter, but someone who can be, see you for who you really are. Do it with your barber. Do it with your barber, do your stylist, but someone who can just see, <laughs> speak life into you. And I think that's just 
really important because then from that place, it's like, oh, you know, hey guys, this is who I am. This is what, you know, these are the stories that I like to tell. These are the um, things that I like to uh, be and, and go do. And um, that's the fullness of a brand. Um, yes. It, it's okay. I, I like when people niche down on certain topics and ideas. And I think, I think people should. I uh-huh. think you got to get specific. You kind of got to stay, stay in a certain um, aim or vision uh, when it comes to building a brand individually or, or corporately. But at the same time, you know, let your, let your flaws stand out as, as um, victories. Yeah. They're almost like assets. Yeah. They really are. Because yeah. honestly, you know, even with people that I have dealt with and everything, once they get to know me, cause I, I'm who I am, they are, they're like, you're not who I thought you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, you're, you're a normal person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah kind of messed up. You know, we're all kind of messed up just like you, you know, yeah, it's, you. you know, no it's a human being thing that really yeah. brings us together. I mean, I was just going to say that I also tell a lot of people it's, it's in those moments that you share, like, things that you are like really scared to share. Like when I, when I shared about my clinical depression and suicide attempt, I had kept that secret. Like nobody knew, even people, my friends, like sorority sisters that I was like going to school with at UCLA had no idea. Like it was crazy, but it changed the trajectory of my life because in that moment I realized, crap, this is actually my story. Like, yes. I was hiding it and I wasn't sharing it. And now I speak of mental health. Now I talk to kids yes. and I feel like a kinship with my, my kids because of what I've, my struggles. And then I realized that like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. had I not ever shared it, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys having this so conversation. Good. It's what made you, you, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I tell people like, you never know what those moments or those things that you share, how it's going to literally bring the certain people into your life. It's right. going to propel you on this path that you could have never imagined. And I think that's like super exciting and something that like mm-hmm. a, a lot of people are scared of. I'm like, no, embrace it. Like that's yeah. what makes life so cool. It's like and having that vulnerability to, to show that my daughter, well, my daughter, the one that's 19, she, um, you know, she suffered with OCD extremely bad. Oh, I had major OCD. And so, yeah, you know, and so, but she embraced it. Like, you know, people, and we wrote a book, a little children's book about it. She went and we talked and people were like, I can't believe all these adults were like, wow. You know, but she was just like, it is who I am now that she's funny and quirky and whatever, but that's why, you know what I mean? And it's like, and I'm going to show my book, Daniel. Yeah. There you go. Yes, I was like, Look I at that. It. Maggie's friend it. Otis and see, there's Otis. Otis is actually OCD. And so when she was, I homeschooled her after it got so bad. And I said, draw a picture of OCD. So she drew this cute little thing and she named him Otis Chung Daniel. That is brilliant. Oh my God, Jenny. That's what's so cool is that like, I had never met Luke. I had never met you. You know, Daniel and I had a conversation on my way to Tucson. I think I pulled over because I had to pee. I was like, yo, let me call you back because I'm like about to be in my I go to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so, but like as I'm sitting here, once again, like it's not a coincidence, right? Like I'm I'm, I'm reaching out to each of you individually when I get off of this thing. But like that's like, once again, you just don't know. And when y'all start talking about mental health, I'm so big about mental health. Calls, you know, your daughter. I want to connect with your daughter. Um, Yeah, yeah. she does it. She is, um, she's a TikTok. TikTok is her. 
Yeah, is her LinkedIn, you know, and yeah. um, but she really embraces it, and and it's amazing yeah. though to me. We would. It, it we we launched this right when COVID started, so that's. But we were talking, we were talking to groups of women and teachers and counselors and stuff. But the people that related to her, she just was like, they were like, I can't believe that you're so out with this, and she's like, because it is who I am. I mean, it that's is. Right. She embraces that stuff. So I mean, that's right. Yeah, there. What oh, people need else. need to hear about all of this is is that our our purpose carries or our pain carries purpose, mm -hmm. right? And yep. and. We like, I will die on that hill all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if anyone's out there struggling and trying to figure out, well, I don't know what my brand is, or I don't even know who I am, maybe. Yeah. Or, or you're a group as a company. It's like, well, lean into the pieces that actually feel the most uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, those quirks, those, those funky things, the things, you know, I got bullied um, as a young kid, even by my siblings uh, for writing, for speaking, for, um, you know, my, my dad even like made fun of me for like talking too much. Mm -hmm. And yet here I literally make money yeah. doing all of that. Right. And so there's, there's like, you gotta, you have to balance this thing, but if the more you lean into it and it, you know, you go to, go to Toastmasters, go to all these things, like go, go read all the books, go talk to all these people, talk to any of us. But the reality is when you can process through that pain, it transforms into radical purpose because purpose, purpose that isn't tied to some pain in this world is kind of useless. Yeah. Yeah. Make money, go do it. I'm please be profitable, but do it for for the a reason other than I always say, I, do it. I tell, that's what I preach to my kids. I'm like, do it for the right reasons. That's when you right. do it for the right reasons, it works out. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's profitable or whatever. Yeah. Maggie's whole intent was she said, if I can help one person right. feel better. Help the person right in front of you. Yeah. Help the person right. And if and if you're wondering, hey, what's this key secret to building a brand? Yeah. Help the person right in front of you. Oh, that's awesome. Be of, be of value to the person right in front of you. I, I you know, I've never met, uh, I want to I call you The Rock, I feel like. Well, yeah. I, that's actually what Can you I'm smell cool. what The Rock is cooking? I don't know. She may not even cook. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've really never met any of you, but like, but the reality is like, you guys carry this authentic uh, energy about you that's like, this is just more, it's more than this is just who I am. It's like, actually, um, this is who I am, scars and all, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. we can rally behind that, and and um, you know, now we we have you know, we have common connection. Exactly, and that's really what people need, especially in the business world. Man, it's just uh, you were you were right earlier. Like it's we we are too quick to get down to business and just make you know do the pitches, and I got to do like just build a relationship first. Yep, just build have a relationship conversation. First. Get yeah. to know the person. Yeah, break the narrative and and just break the norm. And, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this your first time being a dad? Yeah. So we um, we miscarried twice last year. Oh, I'm sorry. And so um, this has been a part of our journey too. You know, it's just like we we miscarried twice. We we just lost my mother in law like a, mm. two months ago. Oh. And we're on the cusp of this like new yeah our, our first child that you know we've made it through this pregnancy where my wife's thirty weeks and you know oh, and so and so it's this like beautiful tension of like. Um, we've had to mourn all this loss yeah. and this grieving and find hope and love in the midst of it. And, you know, I feel very blessed and we've been praying over this baby fervently and, and I'm just really That's excited, amazing. but, but I'm you also, are, you know, rock, I'm like, Holy crap. I'm in charge. This thing's going to come out and I we're going to go home and it's on us. So there's a, there's a balance in that. 
Luke, yeah, but already like your the self awareness and every like yeah. just every, like you're gonna be such a good dad. Like yes. that's so the thing is I love like just getting to know you a little bit and then saying that you're gonna be a father. Like yeah. I'm like that child is gonna is so blessed to have you know you and, and and your wife because that I think that is the reason why a lot of like what's happening in this world is that mm -hmm. there's like this disconnect between adults and their kids and it is. And like we, sh and, and this is something I want to do a TEDx talk about at some point is, is we have to parent differently now. Yeah. Yes. Parenting is not this, what it was. It, it's yeah. evolved. We have to, we have to change the way we parent. And I feel like you're going to be that parent. Like maybe I, I feel like Jenny's the same way. I'm the same way where I have a great relationship with my kids. Why? Because I'm vulnerable. I'm open. I yeah, share my exactly. faults. I like, I'm not perfect. Hey, I'm trying my best. Yep. And they appreciate and they respect that I'm not trying to control them. I'm not trying to tell them what's right and wrong. Like, I'm just trying to, like, have them be good human beings. Have them be good human beings. And, yes. and it's like, you know, my son, he is 26. And actually, you know, it hadn't been too long ago. He called and he's like, I'm so sorry. He said, I was so awful. He said, you were being a good mom. Mm. And I was like, you're so right. Thank you. Like, I'm so sorry, mom, that I've always such a dick. Excuse yeah. Me. Yeah. That, and that he so said a jackass. Such a dick. I should tell you that I love you more often. I yes. Guess, you know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It is like, Luke, you know what? When you take that baby home, I know yeah. when we took my, my son home, I cried. I cried because I was like, I don't think I can keep him alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? I did. When I changed yeah. his clothes for the first time and his head didn't bobble everywhere, I called my mom. I was like, look, guess what? His head still on. <laughs> yeah. his body. So, I and then actually, I had two miscarriages. I understand yeah. that. Pain. It yeah. is a terrible, it's a terrible pain. It's a loss mm -hmm. and it's, it's real. And then I had yeah. my daughter, Maggie, who, and it's yeah. just like, you know, so, I mean, it's just like such a blessing. It really right. is. It's something that, and to know that you wanted that baby so much, you know what I mean? That's just like, you know, Yeah. I, I think like you're saying too, rock is that to me, it's like almost like the, the kids now are parenting the parents, you know what I mean? They're in control. The parents have lost kind of somewhat control and it needs, something needs to go back to the way things used mm -hmm. to kind of parent, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. one of my friends, uh, they had, they recently had their second kid and, and I was talking to him. He actually runs a great mental health nonprofit. I'm on the board. It's called Scatter Joy Project. And um, he was just telling me, he's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm learning to do this thing. But the thing that I stood by the most is that my goal as a parent is to explore with my child. Mm, yeah. And I just thought that was so wonderful. Um, I feel like I need to do better at that in marriage sometimes. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a great lesson. I think it's a great lesson for, for every relationship. Just be exploratory. Be, be curious with somebody instead yes. of to, it's like the wall you want to put up because you believe something different or they're doing something you don't, you don't like. Like, can I be more curious? Yeah. You know, can I get on the floor and like, Let's figure out why that, you know, why, why that flame is hot together, not just yeah. like slap them on the hand because they're, they're going to touch it. I mean, yes. know, some, kids, yeah. some kids are going to learn and you might need to slap them on the hand, but, but. And they're kids. But, and they're kids. They, they want to be curious. And so can we stoke the flame of curiosity in our children? Can we stoke the flame of curiosity as a brand, right? Uh, as, as human beings, as adults. And I think that's something that I want to deeply be, become a student of with yeah. uh, my clients, with children, with, with everybody, right? 
uh, can we become more curious with yeah. the people we're around? Yeah. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> it's just topic like, about, I'm like, oh my gosh, there was every yeah. topic. I don't know. Yeah. I, we, it's we, we're on like a, we went in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I love it though. Joe came from a big family just like Luke did. And I oh, would imagine with, with five younger siblings, you, you had some parenting type experience. Oh, I've changed quite, I, I hundreds of diapers under my belt. I, <laughs> I, when, he can like, you know, fling it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, an, I'm not, I'm, I'm willing to get dirty here, but um, I, I, I've even dropped a few kids. I, I have to be honest. I have two. No shame. No shame. So I, yeah, man, I, I just, we, we grew up and we're kind of a rowdy family and, and uh, yeah, I'm number three. So I, a lot of diaper changes, a lot of babysitting. Somehow that fell on me and not my older siblings, but you know, hmm. whatever. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I great, get you great great He's like, I'm not bitter. Whatever. No, yeah. no, no, no. You guys have heard no, no trauma, trauma. In, this, in this podcast, in this live at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> be okay. So that, that's the thing, Luke. Is like anybody that would, if they just like hopped on and never seen, they're like, oh, what a good looking guy. He's so yeah. like together, and he's so well spoken. Yeah. He must have this perfect life, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, that's why I laugh. Well, and and isn't that the and isn't that what happens, especially on on social right now, LinkedIn especially? It's like I feel yeah. like I've got to be someone because I I think some other people perceive me this way because I look at Raquel's or Jenny's or the average dude's profile and I see them this way. That is like the crappiest part about brandability is that most of the time, it. Our brand is our customers or people out there perceived value of yep. us. And yeah. that kind of sucks it because does. I've got, you know, I'm not just a business. I've got, you know, church and I've got wife and I've got kids and we've got goats and we've got dogs and we've got, you know, I, I, and I like coffee and I like whiskey and I've like, like, like I've got a big life. Mm -hmm. um, and I like, you know, and so you can't, you know, on some level, you can't compass that all inside of a brand, but we right. need to, we need to like balance the understanding of like building a brand. You're going to have to fight against the perspective of other people yeah. a little bit. And most yeah. of that fighting is just accepting again, like we've already talked about. I'm just accepting yeah, who I am. You just said, there's so many things. And that's yeah. what I talked about because I do get people that go on my profile or meet me and they're like, you're, I'm kind of confused with what your brand is. I'm like, well, I mean, I, why do I have, what is my brand? Have why to do be you care? Yeah. I don't want to be in a box. I'm like, yeah. I have a lot of interest. I love hip hop, yes. but I love classical music, yes. you know, I love sports, but I also love the symphony or whatever. Like there's yeah. so much, like, I feel like I'm a walking oxymoron sometimes, right. you know, like, I'm just kind of, and so it's hard because so many people want me to like have to explain to them who I am. I'm like, I don't need no. to explain. But I can. I, I'm a lot of different things. Yeah. You know what well, I, mean? I would say? Go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Uh, well, what you're, I was well, you're about to say is gold. <laughs> Daniel, do you want this? No, no, this is great. What I wanted is a lot of conversation, and that's exactly what we have. But y'all are making me think about the lunchroom, right? Remember back in high school, you walk in, and you've got the jock sitting over here, and you've got the skater sitting over here, and you got the cool kids. But but maybe you just want to sit at every table, right? Maybe you don't belong at one table. All of them. I was that person. Yeah, yeah. me too. Exactly. I think I think that – Jenny, which, which – did you have a favorite lunchroom table? I know you went to homeschool like me at a certain point, but no, I didn't. Oh, did you not? No, I thought you finished early through homeschool. No, Mom. I finished early. 
I graduated early just because I'm smart. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I was also that person, though, that might have been a little nervous sitting down with somebody at the lunchroom because I'm like, I don't know that they're going to want me to sit here. Yeah. You know, I've always been that people pleaser, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like me? Ugh. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, got an extra chair here? Yeah. <laughs> I like, like hey. chair. <laughs> That was like radically my story from pro as early as I can remember. And it probably took to like midway, through, I think my senior year of college that I was finally like, whoa, what am yeah. I doing? Like I, I had a breakup and I was like, wait a second. I am, uh, I am solely trying to be what others want me to be. And it's yeah. exhausting. It yeah. is. Like I was, I, I was like, okay, I, I gotta be the athlete and then I want to be the skater. And then, you know, I want to be the metal head and then I'm going to go, like, I grew up in Philly. So I'm going to go like, I'm going to go ball out and like, like rap and freestyle with these kids. And then, like, <laughs> like I, I played all these things and, you know, I was listening to someone talk about this on a podcast recently and they were like, they felt guilty at some point. It's like, man, like, you know, I felt guilty that I was trying to be all these things. And I feel like because, you know, of where I'm at now, I have to choose one of them. Yeah. And I think Look, this is the beautiful. Rock, you don't have to choose. That's right. And I think that's the beautiful actual reality of our life is please don't choose. Yeah. Please don't choose one avenue. Yeah. Be exactly from the way that, that I stand, like be exactly the way God created you. Just be exactly the way you were created. Lean into the things that, that bring you joy and continue to pursue those things because that's where other people will start to look at you and go, wait, like, I want to do what you're doing. How are yeah, you doing that? I think that is success, isn't yeah. it? Anybody tries to define success, it's, it's ripping away everything that you're not and being right. exactly who you are, accepting that you don't know this, you don't know mm -hmm. that, you might not be good at this. It is what it is. Right. It is what it is. My word for this year, you know how everybody has a word, and this yeah. year my word was just be. Oh, yeah, man. That's what it was. That's me. Like, right. And nothing is as big as we make it. You know, we we yeah. we feel like we have to get that acceptance, or we or someone says something, or what do they think? At the end of the day, everything is small except for life and death, right, Luke? I mean, oh, I'm gonna it, die one day, and I, I mean, I, that's 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 about that's about the only. Um, but you're younger than us. So you got a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've got I've got some years. Go. I've got some years, but. But it, yeah, it's the only, it's the only definite, right? Yeah. We can find both uh, sorrow and uh, joy in that. But that's right. And, and motivation and inspiration. And, yeah. and, and there's, there's beauty to be found in that sense of urgency to live our lives and not be chained to these, you know, these roles or masks or whatever they are, right? That freedom, yeah. freedom. So that's what I wanted with this podcast. We're kind of landing the plane, but I wanted to bring y'all on because I said, you know what? This is a nice little mix of personalities and, and kind of commonalities and all that fun stuff. So thank you both for joining us today. Yes. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. So I did this because I was in a funk. Thank so, what an I honor. Look at that. I know this was so much fun. It's like, you know, yes, exactly. Good word. Rock, you rock. How about that? I mean, you probably heard that before, but we appreciate your energy and, and all the good things that you bring to the table. Amen. And Luke, cool hand Luke. That's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I'm I, telling you, I, insightful, very insightful, Luke. Yeah. Well, I'm very grateful for you all. And, and I'm, I'm actively learning in this process with, we with are too. you. Yeah. Here we are. Absolutely. Well, hey, y'all have a great day. 
And anybody that's watching, hey, Joe. Are we jumping off? Like, do I jump off with you guys? Or am I yeah, we're just, we'll just let you jump with us. Together, okay. we're going to jump. Okay. So, the hyperlink. Three, two, <laughs> one. We're <laughs> off. We're <down. laughs>